Welcome to the Cyber Nation Uncensored Podcast. We welcome all Chumbas, Edge Runners, Vault Dwellers, Wastelanders, Spice Traders, and Space Folders. Thanks for joining us. Please give us a great review and also be sure to join us on both YouTube and Twitch. We'd love to see you on a live stream. Thanks again. See you soon. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, hello everyone. It is so good to see everybody. I hope that everyone is doing well today. I'm realizing right now that my lights are real aggro. But that being said, I had my sound turned off during the intro. So, so uh, little by little, making progress. <laughs> um, yes, hello everyone. It is so good to see you. It's, uh, it's the end of another month and I am so uh excited to be alive um and you know you know not only am i excited to be alive but i come to you with a very incredibly special guest host um and that would be templeton let's see hang on say hello templeton yeah he knows he knows you know we all know <laughs> we're all in the know together um and yes wonderful i am so glad everything looks and sounds good um you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out how to get it to seamlessly integrate from one scene to the next, but um, you know, that's a problem for later me is what that is. Uh, <laughs> but yes, I see some wonderful faces here. We've got Stinkfall, we've got Rob, we've got Coldrake, we've got Bronx Mesh. I am so thrilled. I am so thrilled, also because I have some real wild stories for you tonight. Um, a combination of wild, uh heart heart touching uh, it's gonna touch you in the heart right in there um and some that are just you know but we're gonna go over all of them it's gonna be great <laughs> um and yes pwb hello welcome and yo i'll tell you yeah no i'm i will say uh as far as templeton goes we're we're trying something out i have normally done uh photos with either him or his brother but uh tonight's gonna be the first time we've um we've kind of hung out for this long so what i mean by that is i'm probably gonna get peed on at some point um because that's just how they roll they don't you know they just when they get an urge they just let her rip <laughs> um which you know i have to say as i i recently and by recently i mean like four days ago switched to a new medication uh from an old one and Thing number one, it has been a game changer. It has been a game changer. Um, and that's to say that I was on a 
like a non-stimulant for ADHD. Um, and I'm now on my first uh, foray with an actual stimulant, and it's it is it is like life changing. Maybe a strong word, but it also may not be a strong word because it's two words, um, you know. But it's yeah, I'm really. I'm really, uh, yeah, it's something that I'm going to get in and talk more about later, but, um, yeah, yeah. How that is related to this though, uh, and related to Templeton here is that, yo, I have apparently lost all bladder capacity. Like, and I read that this is a side effect that like the various different, you know, ADD stimulants m make you have to pee more often, but oh my God, I aged like 50 years in my bladder in the past four days. So, so there you have it. There you have it. Uh, but that being said, I'm so glad we're here together. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, no, and Stink Palm, I do want to say too, like I, so the whole thing about that is that the, the medication that I switched from uh, about four days ago to get on the one that I'm on now was, um, I think it's like the last line of non-stimulants before you you dive in but i will tell you i was on that puppy for like three months i want to say three four months and it had a very negative impact on me like it it got to the point for me like i realized they're supposed to make you feel energized and focused and such it put me to sleep like it put me to sleep to the level of almost narcolepsy like i could not like in a single day i couldn't go more than an hour and a half without having to lie down and go to sleep uh, even like during classes i when we would have a 10 minute break i would just like turn the camera off and just lay down on the floor and go to sleep for 10 minutes <laughs> like it was wild i i have never like i've always dealt with uh a lot of exhaustion and being very tired and stuff but i've never it has never been that bad before um so even just not feeling that complete body shutdown exhaustion um has been amazing and i have loved it uh yeah no i definitely have a phantom bladder now it's it's actually doing an out-of-body experience i wish i could do an out-of-body experience just send my bladder to the bathroom <laughs> um yeah and cyclonus hello so good to see you uh so now that we've discussed my uh bladder in all its shapes and sizes um we're gonna get into this because i have a number of stories to share with you tonight and one of the reasons why i did bring on a a professional a professional animal is that we do actually have a number of animal stories so i'm i'm super stoked all y'all who know me know that animals and i we are like this so i'm really i'm really really stoked but that being said we're gonna start we're gonna start um with with the human animal um and we're only gonna spend a very little time on this first story because uh i it's not what i thought it was gonna be Whenever I first looked this story up and found information, almost every article I found had the same, the same headline. And that headline was, and I quote, hate your signature, try plastic surgery for autographs. I wanted it to be plastic surgery for your hands that changes your handwriting. Or they did a study in which like your handwriting changes if you get new hands or something like that. I, it, which is, Keldrick, it absolutely is another organ. And I was really hoping that's what it was going to be. Because plastic surgery is when you get plastic surgery, right? 
Um, so as it turns out, what the articles, all of them, are actually about is that you can hire um, you you can hire someone to make up a signature for you, um, which you know I mean like there are professional calligraphers that you can contact and be like, hey, I want my signature to look so fancy that I can't recreate it with my own hands. Um, and they can do that for you. How one would call that plastic surgery is beyond me because it is not. Nowhere is a knife involved. And I, for one, was disappointed. Um, yeah, no, the it was absolutely a cut and paste situation. So that's all the time I have for this whole, you know, plastic surgery for your autograph or whatever. Like, no hands were switched, not one, um, and no knives involved. So, um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, uh, but the next story, as you can guess here, is about the Nuggies. That's right, we're looking at uh, some chicken nuggets here, and I'm going to be very honest with you. I like chicken nuggets. There, I said it. I, I will... <laughs> Volface, hello, welcome. It's good to see you and you were just in time for the nuggies. Um so I I do like chicken nuggets. I really like I bite into that puppy and I know I know it's not any healthy form of meat. I know this. Uh but if you were wondering um you know or, or rather if you were wanting to just embrace knowing that it's not meat. Um you now uh will be able to get plant-based beyond meat nuggies. Uh, at least in Germany. Um, and, oh my gosh, hold on, hold on. Wait, Volface, did you have the, the non-meat nuggies? Because, like, the article that I'm looking at right here is saying that it unveiled the, the plant-based nuggets in Germany. I feel like they had been unveiled in the U.S. too? Aside from just whatever regular nuggets are made out of. Because I don't know that we can really verify uh that they're not yeah it's it's the other thing i don't really want to know i don't want to know i don't want to see the process i don't want to how it's made on it i just want to enjoy them um in the way that i enjoy like daytime court tv and stuff like that um oh yes no so volpe's had some real nugs very good very good um but yeah so so these uh beyond meat nuggies are um they're gonna be rolling out in i think it says more than 1400 restaurants in germany um and it's also going to start selling the mcplant burger in germany as well so so there you have it what what that means for us that aren't in germany is probably very little but if they go over well um maybe they'll roll out further wider a wider rollout uh so yeah so i you know what i gotta be real with you though like i even i sit here and i look at this picture of nuggets that i put up here and i'm like man i would eat that right now you know who else would eat them this guy i bet i bet templeton would love a nuggie what do you think nuggie um yeah and also my real question for you <laughs> this whole story is actually just to get this real question what who for who for whoever does eat nuggets, what do you put on them? Like, if you're out there just, you know, eating them naked, that's fine. Uh, but if you put something on them, what is it you put on them? And 
is it honey? Because yes, and also it is so good. If you can get a hold of like spicy honey, yes, Bronx Mash, Bronx Mash knows. Nuggets with, again, like if you need a hold of some spicy honey, nuggets with spicy honey. Oh, ah, oh, just delicious. Delicious. Um, yeah. Well, and, and honestly, the idea behind uh, chicken nuggets now being veggie nuggets, are we just now openly admitting what these have been made out of for a long time? Question mark. <laughs> I don't know. Like, don't, don't, I'm not, you know, behind the scenes on any major fast food chains or anything like that. But, oh, yes. Oh, absolutely. Honey mustard. Honey mustard is another delightful, delightful topping for the nuggets. Uh, so, so yeah, uh, don't worry. If y'all are curious, I will keep you apprised on the trajectory of the veggie uh, nuggies as they go, but we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. So, uh, so next up, we've got something, something uh, appropriate for February because, you know, February, Valentine's Day. We got, we got a little love, a little love going on here. Um, so, uh, as it happens, um, and this article I saw came out, uh, to yesterday, yesterday, um, so Russian President Vladimir Putin has bestowed a state decoration on Steven Seagal, who, for anyone who doesn't know, is an American action movie actor, who apparently, and I did not know this, also does hold Russian citizenship. So I, I didn't know that, but, but here we go. Um, but yeah, so he, he, w Seagal, he was, uh, bestowed with a state decoration, um, and it is the Order of Friendship. He now has the Order of Friendship with, uh, Putin. So the two of them are besties, BFFs. Um, I don't know if the Order of Friendship also comes with, like, a standing coffee date every week or, like, you know, a private phone line where they can call each other late at night and talk about, you know, um, the, the hot goss, uh, sp spill the tea as it were. Um, but yeah, so it, 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 at the very least it, knowing that Steven Seagal has Russian citizenship, I guess kind of makes this make a little bit more sense, but I don't know that it really does to me. <laughs> um, but I will say, um, all of the pictures I looked up because I was trying to find an old school picture of Steven Seagal to include in here. And I will tell you, all of the pictures of him from current times, uh, the, the Steven Seagal of today, he looks like, okay, so I don't know how many people have seen um, Flash Gordon, <laughs> uh, 1980s film, amazing. I would definitely recommend it to to everyone. Like it's it's amazing in the way that like a 1980s sci-fi adventure is gonna be, right? Um, but it's it's definitely worth a watch. Um, and it does feature Brian Blessed, who you know, anytime you get a movie um, with that man in it, absolutely it, worth the watch. And he also has an amazing line. Uh, you'll know it when it happens. But um, <laughs> but no no no. So so Steven Seagal isn't looking like Brian Blessed. I brought it up because Steven Seagal to me. Like, all of the now pictures of Steven Seagal remind me of, like, kind of a chunky version of Ming the Merciless. Um, if anyone 
remember, or even just Google it. Google it. Like, Meeting the Merciless, um, <laughs> and, and modern Steven Seagal, um, is pretty much exactly what I thought of when I, when I saw him. It was, it was weird. Even including, like, there's including some outfits he had. He has, like, um, there's one where he has this, like, bright red, almost, like, Chinese Imperial style top on. And I was like, what is happening? What am I seeing right now? But yeah, the other main thing to know about this, uh, as Crowder springs up, which is a very important, important note, is that Queen did do the theme song for Lash! Whoa! Um, and if I do not make that my ringtone as soon as I get out of uh, <laughs> streaming tonight, I will have failed in my life. Uh, so just know that that's also going to happen. Um, but yeah, so, so, uh, Steven Seagal, Steven Seagal, Putin, besties, best friends, hanging out, just doing just best, best friend things. Um, so let's, let's get those faces out of here. Let's get those out of here. So the next story I have for you tonight is, involves another president of a different location. Um, and this is about the Mexican president, um, and this is, this is a, an amazing story in, in a lot of ways. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so Andres Manuel Lopez, uh, uh, Obrador, um, is the president of Mexico, and this individual posted on Instagram a picture that one might expect to find on like when you're watching a YouTube video of uh you know kids caught this video true video late at night what could it be top 10 creepy things to happen in a tree you know um so get ready because I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and show you what the picture was and because I have an actual I have a copy of of the picture that was posted so get ready here we go so what the president had to say about this was that it is a um, basically a mythological woodland spirit, which is similar to that of an elf, um, but it's it's more of a um, uh, kind of indigenous version of an elf, uh, things like that. But this is the photo. This is the photo. And there's a couple things that I take from this. There's one main thing that I take from this. Sir, you got someone wearing a real cheap wig up in your tree. You should probably call somebody about that. Um, uh, now, now, granted, the eyes, that's kind of weird. Like, I don't like anything people-shaped with glowing eyes. I'm not a huge fan of. Um, it's It's kind of a potato quality picture kind kind of um so it's really hard to tell a lot of the details about what's going on here i i definitely see a a person-like figure um i see this white ha hair my guess is synthetic based on just the way it lies but um the glowing eyes in my opinion um i feel like it's very possible that that could be, you know, just from like a camera flash. 
I'm assuming a camera flash happened here um, or something like that. Like, it, it's unsettling. Honestly, the, the part of it for me that I feel like is the least unsettling is the hair, because that hair just does not look right to me. And by not right, I don't mean, like, it's a mystical elf salonist, you know, or anything like that. It It's more like it doesn't look right, like, it doesn't look like any sort of hair on a biological being that exists in space and time. Um, yeah, no, no, so it could definitely be night vision. And that would, Brian's face brings up a good point. It could be night vision, and that would at least, and, and eyes are going to be more prone to glowing night vision, I feel like. Um, and yeah, Nicole Drake mentions has a uh, full face mask from the Green Man with glowing LED eyes. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like, well, am I... So before I say that, my other question for this also would be, I would really like more context in terms of, is this a large tree? Is it a small tree? Is this just like a bush out in the front yard? So like, how big is this figure that we're looking at here? Are we talking like Templeton sized or are we talking like eight foot two? Because that's going to make a really big difference in my perception of, of what I'm seeing here. Um... Yeah, I don't, I would love to know uh, anyone's theories. If you want to share them in chat or, you know, if you're watching this VOD, if you want to share them in comments and such, I'd love to know what you think. I think it's someone just sitting in a tree being creeping, a creeper, if you will. Um, now, the other thing about that that I have a little bit of confusion about is that, like, if the president of Mexico is taking this picture. It's likely near somewhere where the president of Mexico would be. And I feel like at least if you were to try this sort of thing in the U.S., like just pop up into a tree naked with a white wig on, you know, out in the front lawn of the White House, I feel like you would not be long for this earth. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know how, how it is in Mexico with it, but I, I feel like that would be a real bold move. Um, yeah, I, I do feel, uh, Kragoris brings up it could be a pet monkey in an outfit, and there is something kind of monkey-like about it. I don't know. I want, I would need a little bit more, uh, than, than this, but it's, it is an unsettling picture, to be fair. Um, you know, if I, if I saw it out in my yard, I, you would see my spirit leave my body, because uh, I'm not, I'm not ready to deal with all that. Uh, either that or just go out, go out in the yard with a squirt bottle and just, hey, get out of my tree, you know. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so I, I've got questions, uh, none of which are going to be answered, and I, I'm trying to make peace with that, but it's an interesting picture, nonetheless. Uh, if, if there were to be more of this sort to be revealed, maybe I would have a different opinion, but my opinion of it is not super strong as it stands. Uh, so next up, houses. Housing. Y'all know about houses. A structure. People live there. Sometimes you rent, sometimes you own. Sometimes, as it turns out, and apparently it's a little more common than I would have initially thought, having only heard it for the first time uh, when I found this story, that um, apparently there is a fraud that is sometimes committed uh, where people 
might sell a house that they don't own. Um, and so, so the story that I found about this is that there is, um, there's a couple in Toronto who they were working abroad. Um, I, I don't know if they both had jobs in the same place or just one had a job working abroad and the other was just like, yo, cool, I'll go. But either way, they were both abroad working. Um, so they, it was like an extended away from home situation. Uh, but they, but they owned a house in Toronto. Um, and what had happened, you see, is that the gal logged to pay an online bill, like most of us do every month. And when she did, uh, she noticed that, uh, there was no more mortgage to be paid. Um, and while that could be a very, in some ways, exciting, uh, thing to find out, it's probably not. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, so Bronx Smash brings up, apparently this was something going on in 08, um, which I just didn't know about. No, I didn't know about this at all. Um, but yeah, so what ended up happening was that they, they, you know, did some more digging and, uh, they eventually came back home and they went to their front door and, uh, a stranger opened the front door and a stranger who, who just so happened to have a title with this stranger's name on it. Um, so... So yeah, they, they're going through the process right now of figuring out how to fix it, fix it, I guess. I don't, you know, I mean, like clearly somebody, if they're in the process, if they went through buying, like at the point somebody's living there, they already put a down payment on, like money has gone places, you know, so I'm not really sure what the process is from there. Um, but oh my gosh. Yeah. So, and I... So I will say, uh, PWB brings up that um, Brooklyn Bridge and the Eiffel Tower were sold multiple times uh, by scammers. And I, I do feel like I'd heard about that. I feel like, well, so at this point in time where people are kind of like, hey, we all know what the Eiffel Tower is. At this point, I feel like it would be harder to try and sell, like, you know, just walk up to someone and be like, yeah, I, I own the Eiffel Tower. That's totally for me to sell. Back in the days when it first was there, um, I, I could see that possibly happening a little more. Um, right now, I feel like if somebody walks up to you and you accept buying the Eiffel Tower from them, maybe you just shouldn't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, and that's that's the thing, too, with the story is that, like, any way that it, you slice it, like, someone, somewhere, likely someone's, is going to be out money, a home, uh, just a lot of stuff. So, yeah, it's it's something I wanted to share, too, just because, again, like, everyone else is, is clearly up on, on the tea for houses and such, but I did not actually know about this being a thing. So, um, just be aware. Be real aware either A, if you're going to be buying something, or B, if you're just existing in space. So, <laughs> um, and Raven, hello! Welcome! It is wonderful to see you! Um, oh my gosh, yeah, so, and the thing too is, like, it's, yeah, Volpace does bring up, uh, an interesting point about 
sovereign citizens, which I actually didn't really know too much about either until I started watching a lot more recent court shows. Because um, apparently that's become a lot more of a common thing, I guess. Um, but yeah, there's, I do know that there becomes a big issue um, if you, like, tenant law uh, can get a bit hairy too. Like somebody, if they, I believe if someone receives mail somewhere, then they are considered to be a resident. And then you cannot just make them leave, which I believe includes if someone just like comes in and just starts staying there. Um, like you don't necessarily have to have something signed in order for somebody to be seen as a resident. So that's that's something to be aware of too. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, PWB, congratulations on the new house. Uh, especially after having lived at the previous spot for 25 years. That's fantastic. I hope the new place is amazing, and I hope that you actually have it. <laughs> I Don't be worried. I think everything's fine. Um, but, yeah. Yeah. Houses. Scary. <laughs> so, so moving on. Um, oh, yes, as I change this over, um, uh, trigger warning, this person isn't wearing pants. You can't see anything. So, anyway. Uh, so this is, this, and this is an actual news story. I'm not just... You know, I'm not just showing some stuff here. So this individual's name is Alejandro Colomar. And uh, as you can see, he is on a bicycle without pants and without other things. Um, and uh, apparently this, is, this picture takes place in his vegetable garden. Um, and he's allowed to do that. You know why? Because the Spanish high court has ruled in favor of allowing him to continue walking around his village naked, as apparently he's been doing since 2020. Um, so the, the ruling came down on February 3rd, uh, but yeah, it was ruled that that um, our, our friend Alejandro here um, is allowed to be nude as much as he wants. So good for you, good for you for taking that, taking your, your rights, rights for, the right. Uh, yeah, so moving on. Um, and don't be fooled here. Uh, this next, <laughs> this next story, whilst the individual involved may look more neatly put together, may look more clothed, and he is, um, this is not a better story. <laughs> uh, weird it is, but I apologize beforehand. So, this is German ballet director Marco um, Goki, Goki, G-O-E-C-K-E. I am likely pronouncing that incorrectly, so I apologize. Um, but yes, this is a German ballet director, Marco Goki, and so apparently, apparently those, may, and and who knows? Maybe he would have, maybe he would have done things differently had those uh, planned based nuggies been released thus far. But um, this, this individual <clears throat> has been fired from the Hanover Opera House, um, you know, uh, and for any reason that you have ever experienced being fired in your history or that you've, you've had a coworker fired or that you've been fired, uh, it's probably not this one. Um, so it was, it was over the weekend when the event took place. Um, so there's a ballet 
that went on. Uh, it was called Faith, Love, and Hope. Um, and at this performance was a journalist who was a, um, an art critic of sorts, uh, a dance critic, art dance critic, performance critic. Um, but there's journalists there who apparently had some negative things to say. Um, and what this individual did was to take, <laughs> he, he, um, pulls out a bag, you see, um, and in this bag was dog poo, and he takes it with his hand, and he just, right on her face, right on this journalist's face. Uh, so, that is why he was fired. Uh, now we do know that apparently the doggy poo came from his often present pet, a dachshund named Gustav. So we at least know where it came from. Uh, and uh, uh, apparently um, this, this individual, the former German ballet director, had accused uh, this, this journalist of writing, quote, often nasty reviews. Um, and then also said, quote, I apologize for the fact that I finally blew my top, but I also ask for a certain understanding, at least for the reasons why this happened. And, and just in case we missed that, I ask also for a certain understanding, at least for the reasons why this happened. Sir, I don't know if there are any justification. Like, the the amount, don't get me wrong, like, I, when I take, he gave my dog out on a walk, and he makes, he makes a poo in a, the yards, or, like, along the little grassy thing next to the sidewalk, like, I will have a bag, and I will, I will clean it up, and then I will take that bag, and I'll tie it, and I will put that bag into the trash into the trash where I never have to look at it or encounter it again. Um, never once has it occurred to me. And I, listen, I have been angry before. I have been angry at people. I have been grumpy. I have been frustrated. Never once has it occurred to me to take our dog's poop or anyone else's, any other pet, mine, anything. Like, it has never once occurred to me to introduce that to someone's face. Not once. Uh, so I think from my understanding, um, I believe the gentleman was immediately fired, which is a good thing. Um, but yeah, no, I, Coldrake, I completely agree. Absolute BS apology. Uh, and in a way, I feel like the apology just kind of makes it worse. It makes it worse. Anyway, let's get, let's get that guy's poo face out of here. Uh, for some brighter news, for some brighter news, we have here, um, the wonderful news that Dennis the Menace has been found. Um, and you may wonder, Dennis the Menace, where were you? Well, that is what the people around Monterey, a park in Monterey, California, wanted to know as well. 
because the three foot tall or a one meter statue um, had been taken, just taken. Um, and apparently this is, this is not the first time Dennis the Menace has been nabbed, um, but most recently, apparently they found the statue uh, that, and it was submerged in a nearby lake to where Dennis lived, I guess. Uh, so he's back. He's back and um, just just hanging out, doing all the things that a Dennis the Menace might do. Um, but yeah, so uh, so yeah, this he's been found. Yay! <laughs> uh, so that's a little bit of good news. Strange, but good. Uh, so let's see. Next up. So this is this is a short but incredibly interesting story that I could not go without sharing. Um, so this happened um, earlier this month. Uh, the article was published on February 3rd. So apparently a man, and this starts off like, like any regular bar joke kind of, uh, but a man walks into a Southern California police station and he left some items including a human jawbone and then left just walked in left the jawbone and a couple other things and left uh so the uh the other things in case anyone's curious happen to be animal remains um which you know normally i i'm for uh you know i, I keep a number of bones and and skulls and things like that but the I, like the sense that i get from the the telling of this where somebody walks in and just drops off some animal remains and a human jawbone i get the like the vibe i have in my brain is that it's like side of the road level animal remains um but yeah so they didn't the the authorities were not completely sure what everything was but apparently the coroner's office did determine that one of the bones was in fact a human jawbone. Uh, apparently a surveillance photo of a bearded man has been released showing, you know, the, the droppy. Um, but yeah, there's nobody really knows who it is or why this happened or anything like that. So like my, my guess here is that it's probably not, it's probably not as um, nefarious as it might seem. Like, my guess is that it's probably just found stuff. Uh, but it is weird. It is weird nonetheless. So, take from that what you will. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, our next story. Now, now, from here on in. It's all animals. So brace yourselves. I am excited. So this next story is about sheep, seven sheep in particular. Uh, so apparently there were seven sheep that escaped from a slaughterhouse, basically a sheep slaughterhouse. And um, they just, I don't know if they just like donned hats and walked out um, or they like spoon tunneled through the floor um 
but I do here have a little bit of a video. Uh, so let's let's see these sheep in action. I'm not gonna get out that way. I hope that one stays back there. Got it? Come on, buddy. We're only trying to help you. Only trying to help. Only trying to help. Come on now. Almost, almost. Yeah, so so these these sheep, these runaway sheep, um Yeah, and that that was the last time the officer was seen alive. Um No, and it's not. These are not small sheep. They so they escaped from um a slaughterhouse, but apparently and this is this ends up being a happy story because apparently the once they were apprehended, um, which of which two of the sheep were just put in the back of a police car. Like I don't know if they were handcuffed, but they were they were put in the back of a police car. Um, but they they did not want to give them back to the slaughterhouse, uh, so instead they wanted to give them a second sheep chance. So um, a farm in Sussex County apparently agreed to take them in. Um, and a worker at Skylands Animal Sanctuary and Rescue told uh, the, these news people uh, that they'll be quarantined, the vet will come and check on them, uh, he'll give them the okay, give them anything they need, vaccinations, blah blah blah, and then they will join the other 43 sheep with their own nice big barn. So there you have it. Uh, yeah. These sheep made a getaway and uh, ended up being able to live out their their sheepy lives. Uh, so that's I think that's a nice that's a nice yeah no absolutely they were absolutely rewarded for the great escape. But the other sheep back at the slaughterhouse don't know that, so I I guess that works out. I'm not really sure, but <laughs> either way, uh, sheep on the loose, no longer on the loose, now at a farm. Good for them. Good on them. Um, yeah. They, and they may, uh, PW, they may have heard about a better life on the outside. Ah! Um, so next up, speaking of escapees, um, <clears throat> this I was actually excited to share because this happened in St. Louis, which is where I live, which by the way, um, if anyone ever makes their way through St. Louis, amazing zoo. The zoo here is amazing. Um, it is free. It's definitely worth checking out. Um, but yeah, so so this this and this is an actual photo of the bear in question. This is Ben, who is four years old. Um, so and and I like also this article felt the need to point out that Ben was born in New York. Uh, he Ben is a big city bear. Um, so so Ben. Uh, 
there there is an exhibit at the zoo exhibit of enclosure that's called the river's edge in which the entire it's set up to where you walk kind of down along this path that winds through and then the enclosures are on either side and they're made they're very spacious they're made to look very natural um lots of plants and things and a lot of area to roam around um so that's where ben was living and what ended up happening is that Ben met, quote, meddled with the steel mesh in just the right spot of the outdoor habitat, causing a cable to give way, which then allowed him to work himself out. Um, so, you know, uh, also, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, hang on. That was the first time Ben escaped. Yes, because uh, after that happened the the zoo workers made the habitat even more secure by adding stainless steel cargo clips rated at 450 pounds tensile strength etc um but then then on thursday ben crawled through a hole in the mesh fencing where it is attached to the supports which i'm guessing seemed like it would be too small for ben to get through but apparently it was not but then apparently this happened during zoo like functioning hours so at this point visitors were hustled to safety in quote various indoor facilities as workers scoured the grounds to find ben who went missing around 1 p.m 15 minutes later there and abouts uh he was spotted about 100 feet from the from the enclosure and then he he was shot with tranquilizer dart um and it's it's the second they say it's the second time in the history of having that particular habitat that there has been an escape both apparently by ben so so yeah yeah um <laughs> but yeah so so ben is apparently an andean bear um i don't really know much about them but apparently they're also known as spectacled bears because of they have unique individualized markings that can sometimes resemble eyeglasses so take from that what you will but uh yeah i'm very curious to know exactly how ben is going to escape the next time because i do not believe this is the end for ben um i believe ben will get out again uh ben has stuff to do Ben is a busy bear. <laughs> yeah, he would have made it out if not for those pesky kids. Uh, so, yeah, I, I do. I feel like Ben's going to make it out again. Um, so moving along. Now, I do want to say there is a slight trigger warning on this next picture. It does involve animals. And it's not nothing bad about animals, but it is going to be a spider. A pretty spider, but a spider nonetheless. So be warned. Now, now, personally, I do have a tarantula. I think they are lovely. This particular image that I found, I think, is also very a gorgeous specimen. Very colorful, very pretty. Um, this is not a picture of the spiders in question. Uh, but, but what happened, you see, was that U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services confiscated 169 tarantulas at uh the the la airport i believe it was um and these so spiders when they are babies are called slings um and, and they're very small i mean you know spiders start very small as so many things do but so they they found 169 of these little baby spider slings that were about 
yay inside, just really small. And they were all in these glass vials. Um, so that's how they're being, they were being um, illegally transported. They were not, they were not uh, domestically bred spiders. Um, I, I don't know particularly what variety of tarantula they were, but they were um, confiscated. And it happens that apparently these 169 tarantulas have been given to the uh, Iowa State University. So apparently, um, yeah, I think the, the biggest of these tarantulas were no bigger than a fingernail, so they were all very small. Um, but yeah, they arrived to the uh, Iowa State University on Valentine's Day, and uh, what is going to slash did happen with them uh, is that 10 of the tarantulas went to a 17-acre property called the Ryman Gardens, um, and I imagine they're just going to hang out and do hashtag just spider things. Um, and then the rest of them are going to be raised in the insect zoo until they get bigger. Um, and uh, this person who is the education program coordinator, Ginny Mitchell, for the insect zoo, which is a place I want to visit, um, says that she hopes to keep half the tarantulas at Iowa State. Um, where they will join the other venomous species of spiders and scorpions as permanent zoo residents. And then the other half of the spiders will be offered to other zoos when they are big enough. Um, yeah, so so happy ending for these tarantulas as well. And yeah, no, Coltrick, it's... There are a lot of tarantulas. I'm, I can only guess that these were very, like, pretty or special or rare tarantulas. Um kind of like the one depicted maybe um but oh no pwb shares a story of your brother who had stories about tourists stealing wild cacti to discover them filled with spiders that would qualify as a bad surprise i would hate that oh no um oh no oh <laughs> uh, i love it and also uh pw also says <clears throat> One tarantula went to Yale and is now and now sits on the judges bench in New York, <laughs> uh, which would be an amazing just this. This is a show that I would watch. Uh, it's like Night Court, but with spiders. Um, and yeah, no, uh, Bronx Mash does bring up. What, imagine if they were brought in like a lot of drugs get smuggled. I mean, they were very small and in a lot of but they are glass vials, though. Could you imagine like <laughs> one bad fart and you got like broken glass? and 169 spiders up your butt. Uh, so I am envisioning that's probably not what happened. Uh, yeah, but that everything about that makes me un I am I am only glad to hear that uh, the spiders are now living happy and free. Well, not free, but happy and contained in a spider-friendly zone. <laughs> um, Oh my gosh, wait, so Bronx Mash uh, shares that you had uh, one, I'm assuming a tarantula, not just a regular spider, that walked across the stove and uh, you kept it for many years. Did you, was it just like a house friend or did you actually put it in a con containment? <laughs> um, and I've got to say though, PWB asks, how much does a spider mule make? Yo, I will tell you, like fancy tarantulas and such go for... I mean, at least at, at the exotic pet store near me, um, like the nicer ones go for hundred upwards of 150 bucks a piece. And like, especially if you're, if you 
breed them to and you know they have tons of babies like it's they they are valuable you know um so i i apparently it's worth it but uh yeah so moving along this next one i'm pretty stoked about uh so many of you may have heard of fashion week so so i have never once in my life watched fashion week and I am now a little disappointed that I did not this year because uh, there's a New York fashion designer called Mark Bauer uh, who had for his particular section of the show. I don't really know. I listen. I don't why I don't watch it. I don't know how they chunk things out. But um, so uh, Mark Bauer says, quote, animals are my passion and I have been at the forefront of fighting for cruelty free fashion since the 1980s. Um, and so the way that this particular portion of the show started is that he came out uh, alongside a model and a dog. So the, the designer is actually the one holding the sign. Um, and they came out with a dog on a leash who was also wearing silver to, to match up and had a sign that says adopt, don't shop. And um, essentially uh, this was part of Elysian Impact's inaugural catwalk fur baby which is a runway show and the whole thing raises funds for Bissell Pet Foundation. Um, yeah, so this whole thing was purposefully to like raise funds and like get across the idea of, you know, adopt pets um, and, you know, don't adopt them before going to like a pet store and stuff like that. Uh, also, Val, hello, so good to see you. And yes, it was so wonderful to play Shadows of Estaran with you last night. Amazing. And also, Every time your costume is on point. It is so cool. I love it. And I love your persona for the character. So yes, for anyone who has not uh, jumped in, the last Monday of every month, right here, not right now, but the last Monday, we play Shadows of Siren with a killer cast. It is amazing. Uh, so you should definitely come back for that. Um, but yeah, so apparently a lot of fashion brands currently have stopped using fur um, but there's, you know, there's still more we can all do, uh, to, to help with the animals. Um, and so that was kind of the idea behind this portion of the event. And I do have here a couple, couple little example, like who would I be? Who would I be to share this story with you and not share just a little bit of what happened on the runway? So here we have this dog wearing, and I wish I had a side view of this, this pupper, but like, there's some sort of nice silver motif going on here. That's, that's pretty nice. Um, and then we've got this little friend, this little friend with a little, uh, looks like there's a little ruffle back there. Um, and I, I do have to say too, these are, the, these can't actually be pearls, but these drop earrings are wild. Uh, and Stormbender, hello, hello and welcome. So good to see you. Uh, so we've got this, that's pretty, and this gal looks thrilled. Next up, this dog. This dog and its face. Oh my word. Um, I just, it's a very cute dog, but this is the grumpiest looking dog I have ever seen in all of my days. Um, ah! Oh no! Oh no! A, referring to the earlier story, a German rebuttal. I don't want to, I don't want to know about it in that's where that guy's concerned. <laughs> That's a big thumbs down from me. <laughs> um, 
Let's see. And then um, we've got this. This is a very cute pup. And look at this outfit. Look at this outfit. It has a little vest. Look at that. Look at that little vest with a little collar on there. I, and I will say, I've, I have gotten my cats to wear sweaters before. Um, normally, they work their way out of them pretty quick. Uh, they just step out. They just walk right out. But it's nice while it lasts. <laughs> um, and then the last picture I have here. Um, oh, nope, that was the last one. Oh, we're on the next story. Surprise. Uh, so, yes, uh, Doggy Fashion Week. Um, but, yeah, so this next one. This next one, unfortunately, is a little bit slight bummer. Um, so this is about, there was an alligator that was discovered in a New York City park recently. Um, you know, we've, we've all heard that, like, it, on occasion it has actually been true where people will have a pet um, that, and not even just alligators necessarily, this, this has happened a lot with snakes in Florida and stuff like that, where somebody will have a pet and then, Either it outgrows their capacity or they just didn't think about it and they just let it go. They just put it outside to fend for itself. And that's never the right thing to do. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, I my guess would be that's probably what happened with this one. Uh, but this was a four-foot female alligator who was rescued from a lake in Brooklyn's Prospect Park on the 19th of February. And this unfortunately this is not a picture of the alligator in question unfortunately this is uh so the alligator was named godzilla because again four feet she's she's not tiny um but she was actually extremely emaciated when they found her um she weighed about 15 pounds which is a little less than half the weight of what an alligator of her size should be um so she got a radiograph from the Bronx Zoo uh, where she is re receiving treatment because they found a four inch wide bathtub stopper inside of her. Um, yeah, so she got, I, it's, I don't know that it's necessarily clear how the bathtub stopper got in there. I'm, I'm guessing um, maybe she ate it accidentally, um, obviously, but Unfortunately, <laughs> PWB does say that COVID really did cause the displacement of many renters. Um, yeah, no, she she definitely couldn't uh, stay in her her brownstone anymore. Um, but yeah, so it's it's unfortunate because um, apparently at this point Godzilla is being fed through a tube uh, with nutrients, vitamins, um, antibiotics, medication, stuff like that because she's too weak and skinny right now to actually eat, and apparently. She is too weak at this point for them to actually safely remove the bathtub plug. So as it stands right now, unless they can get her health back up um, with the tube feeding and stuff, the outlook is not good. Um, so hopefully, wishing many healthy recoveries to Godzilla. Um, but yeah, this is... And, and I think that the... Um, it's it said well here that, you know, the tragedy of the situation is... And this is a quote from the article is a reminder that wild animals do not make good pets and responsible pet ownership means making choices that will not negatively impact an individual animal or the environment which means do not feed your animals bathtub stoppers um but more than likely for most of us don't get an alligator it's not it's not a good plan it's not not the right choice <laughs> you know um but 
fortunately, fortunately, I do have some happier stories to make up for this one. Um, we just have a couple more. Uh, I know we are essentially at time, but I just want to get through these last ones because apparently there were so many animal stories this month and I couldn't say no to them. Because how do you say no to a face like this? Look at it. This is a baby Chinese pangolin. And uh, it is the first one to be born at a European zoo. How about that? This is at the Prague Zoo. Um, and the the uh, pangolin baby is critically, well, not just this baby, her entire species is critically endangered. Um, but this is the first one, again, to be born in captivity in Europe. And um, yeah, her name is apparently Little Cone because she resembles a spruce pine cone, uh, or not a spruce cone rather, I guess a pine cone is from pines, a spruce cone. Um, and apparently after some initial troubles, uh, she is, is doing well. Um, and, and so apparently this, in this picture right here, uh, Little Cone is actually not riding a Chappé dog, but it is a, a walrus plush that this tiny animal is attached to. Um, but yeah, so apparently for the first few days after she was born, which was the 2nd of February this month, uh, she was losing weight, so they were kind of worried. Um, but as it happens, her mother didn't have enough milk. So what they did was um, they had some consultations with ex experts from Taiwan, um, and they were able to feed her uh, cat milk, basically. Um, and then the mother, they were able to get the mother to produce more milk. Um, and so everyone involved is now apparently extremely optimistic. Um, but yeah, so Little Cone weighed 135 grams when she was born, which is slightly less than a cricket ball. And apparently adults can reach around seven kilograms. Uh, so yeah, so she's just hanging out with a, with a tiny little stuffed walrus there but she's real cute so i'm hoping for the best for her and if you ever want to just take a little break and do you know see something that is just delightful look up pangolins walking around because they walk around like like little nervous guys with their hands all up like this they're fantastic they're awesome uh so next up we have here it's here's another situation that is the the danger of uh, having pets that you really shouldn't. Um, so apparently in Albuquerque, and uh, this was actually transpired last month, but the, the finale of this story happened this month. Um, in Albuquerque, a uh, Bengal tiger cub was found in a dog kennel. Um, yeah, so... Uh, apparently Albuquerque police officers served search warrants on, and this was on January 10th, on two residences in response to tips that a tiger was being illegally held in one of them. Um, and this is the, the, the events that transpired in finding the tiger is not great. Um, a, quote, authorities spotted a blood trail and followed it to an unlocked trailer. And that's where the tiger was found. So, yeah, um, if it was any um, 
uncertainty or any question. Uh, New Mexico bans people from keeping tigers. Not allowed. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's probably the case where I live, too. Um, but so uh, I think it, it seems like initially um, a biopark zoo uh, is where they were going to have the, the tiger go. But apparently the official said the cub could not stay with them because he was too, quote, people oriented. Um, and he's a tiger. He'll get to about 400 pounds. Um, yeah, so uh, the the zoo worked with the New Mexico Police Department of Game and Fish to find the tiger a permanent home. Um, and he's not able to be a part of a breeding program um, because apparently his they don't know his lineage, which matters when it comes to breeding animals uh, like this. So happily, however, he has found a new home in Colorado. Uh, he's been transferred to the Wild Animal Sanctuary in Kingsburg, Colorado. So uh, a happy ending for this guy. Yeah, no, no, no. And then Volpe's no. Tigers, like, it's it's cool to see them. Um, not in my house. <laughs> well, and, and to be fair, like, I, I remember there's... Um, Ah, Shinobi, thank you for the follow. Um, but yeah, so apparently uh, my, my husband, when he was younger and him and his siblings lived back at home with their parents, they had a friend who uh, worked slash ran this um, <clears throat> this tiger rescue. And there is actually, in, in Missouri, there is a known, uh, I think it's just a tiger sanctuary. Um, but yeah, there was one of the babies they actually brought <laughs> so that to check out. So that was kind of cool. But um but yeah, no, Cole Drake, like, 100% agree. Wild animals are wild. And the thing is, too, like, even even domesticated animals, like, as much as I love my cats, as much as I love the dog, as much as I love Templeton and all the others, like, an animal's an animal. If they get startled, they can bite, they can run away, like, they can, you know, it, it and because and, I've had people ask me before, you know, if I have any of my pets with me, like, oh, do they bite? And I'm like, well, I, you know, anything with a mouth can bite, um, you know, and I've been pretty much bitten by almost everyone in the household, you know, um, and not necessarily maliciously, but just because maybe somebody's not feeling well or something like that. Like, it's just, it's something to always bear in mind, you know, like, no matter how domesticated something is, like, anything can happen, you know, um, so it's always important to be really aware of what you're working with um and and also just very careful very deliberate uh so so moving on uh this next story i've got for you and i do have another video for this one we got we got a turtle uh and so this is a story that involves the mississippi lego club so yeah let's let me take a look hopefully this actually have some you hopefully you'll be able to hear the sound back so So what happened here, uh, this is a Mississippi box turtle that lost its back legs. Um, <laughs> So let me turn this down a bit. 
because it's essentially just the sound of people talking. Um, but yeah, so this is a Mississippi box turtle, lost back legs. Uh, the turtle, which was named Lieutenant Dan, um, was brought to the Central Mississippi Turtle Rescue. Um, and sadly, the turtle lost its back legs due to being hit by a car. Uh, but what it ended up happening is that the Mississippi Lego Club built some wheels for this turtle. And this is the first time with the turtle trying out the wheels. And yeah, yeah, there you go. Look at him. There he goes. Uh, and I have seen um, instances in videos before of like, sometimes I've seen um, just little wheels, a wheel situation that'll actually be glued to the bottom of a shell. Um, but yeah, no, and they have things like this, uh, cold drink, as you bring up for dogs that have been paralyzed. Um, I've seen some for rabbits that have been paralyzed as well. Um, yeah, so just a real quick one, but I thought that was nice. Uh, but yeah, yeah, of course it was named Lieutenant Dan. Um, but yeah, so there he goes, wheeling off into a brighter future with his little Lego wheels. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> next up, next up, because I only have a couple more to go and we are already over time. So next up, this was February 16th um, and this is in Alaska. I don't know if that makes it make more sense, but what ended up happening is a police officer in Alaska was doing just police officer, th police officer things and saw a wandering pig that quote, looked cold. So, so he put the pig in the back of the patrol cruiser. Um, yeah, yeah, that's what ended up happening. So, and apparently, like they, apparently, uh, Fairview, they had gotten a call from a concerned citizen that was regarding this pig that, again, quote, looked cold. Um, so they, they, <laughs> they picked up the pig um, and apparently they were able to identify the owners of the pig and return the pig home the best part about this though, the best part about this is that the pig's name is Elvis Pigsley. So Elvis Pigsley was out in the cold, got returned home. I, I guess he made a great escape. Um, but yeah, home safe. And speaking of things that are home safe, this cat is named Lucky. And that makes a lot of sense because it was found as a stray in Kansas. Um, and the stray ended up getting picked up and the, uh, resident who found Lucky took them. I don't know what Lucky is, but, uh, they, they took Lucky to, uh, probably a vet or something like that just to get, uh, run the microchip thing. And it revealed that this cat, A, its name was Lucky, but B, Lucky belonged to a family in Miami, Florida and had been missing for two years. Um, so the animal control officer was able to contact the owner in Miami and currently there is, uh, efforts being made to reunite them, like whether or not the cats can be shipped or anything like that. Um, but yeah, uh, police say they do not know how Lucky made the 1400 mile journey from Miami to Prairie Village, but this, this gives big Homeward Bound vibes, um, except the cat was leaving as opposed to coming back. So either way, it seems like they're going to be reunited. Uh, so if I see anything else on that, I'll share it. But I thought that was, that was sweet. That was nice. Cause you know, I never, 
unfortunately, like when when pets go missing, especially in you know like city areas or anything like that. Um, well, not especially. Also in wilderness areas because there's a lot of critters out there. Like I feel like there's not really a lot of expectation for a long lifespan. Um, but yeah, two years and fourteen hundred miles. So I thought that was pretty cool. And yeah, no, Chris P. Bacon is an amazing pig name, and I do know the video to which that refers. Uh, so the last story, the last story I have for you today, we are, we're circling back. We're circling back onto something that I brought to your attention before because it has finally happened on February 9th. This mouse, whose name is Pat, named for Sir Patrick Stewart, has been officially, officially named the world's oldest mouse, winning a Guinness World Record uh, record. And this is the mouse that I that I showed everyone before. He was close. He was close, but he has now officially won the title of oldest mouse in the world. He is a Pacific Pocket Mouse, again, named Pat after Patrick Stewart. And um, this mouse is the ripe age of nine years old and 209 days. Uh, so he was born at San Diego Zoo Safari Park on July 14th, which I, I said it the first time I brought this up and I say it again, in July, we are gonna be having a party because that is when Pat will have made 10 years old, which is unheard of for a mouse, unheard of. Um, and also, so this, uh, the, the breed of this mouse, again, it's apparently it's called Pacific Pocket Mouse, um, which, listen, again, leave the wilderness in the wild, but with a name like Pocket Mouse, it feels like it wants to be in my pocket. <laughs> um, but yeah, so apparently, uh, this is a breed of mouse that was actually thought to be extinct for 20 years um, until they found these just small isolated populations in Dana Point in Orange County. Um, but it's still endangered. But yeah, uh, there was a breeding program to help save the mouse from extinction. And that is from where this Pat arrives to us. But yes, I definitely had to share that Pat has officially officially been named the world's oldest mouse so have to give a nice nice clap for that um oh no coldrake says pacific pocket mouse the things he's seen over the decade yeah yeah but he's very cute and this is actually a, a picture of pat himself um and we can see how adorable he is also i don't know if it's just me but it looks like he's all head he's a head with a tail attached he is very cute. Um, yes, yeah, so that all being said, that is what I have for you this month. We went a little bit over, but there were so many animal stories that I could not leave any of them out. Um, but I have to say thank you so much for joining me. And uh, thanks to Templeton, who has has been very patient and very sweet this entire time. Um, and uh, Templeton also wants to thank you for joining us. As always, on the last Tuesday night of the month, right here, I will be bringing you all of the weirdest uh, and strangest and cutest things from the month. And yeah, if you want to know anything else about me, I am Rocket Fox, your second favorite person. You can find me in all the places. Look up Rocket Fox, and there I will be. 
Um, but yeah, no, I've got to say, Templeton, this is the longest that Templeton is, has been a shoulder friend, and he did amazing. Look at him, look at him, working the camera. He's he's born for it, born for the spotlight. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for joining me. Make sure to tune back in. There is stuff going on all of the time, different shows pretty much every day, sometimes twice a day, um, and always playing replays and things like that so you can catch up on stuff that you have not been able to see live. Uh, and yeah, all of that to be said, thank you so much again for joining me. And yes, Craig's Horse, thank you so much. I will give the tease. I will give the tease. <laughs> um, and yeah, please, please make sure to take care of yourself. Do something nice. Have a wonderful rest of your evening, afternoon, morning, wherever it is you may be or whenever you're catching this. And take care of yourself. Do something nice for yourself. And if you have it in you, do something nice for someone else. And I, as always, look forward to seeing you next time.